huge win. Fun night. Long trip home, but man, even a trip getting home at 4.30 in the morning is fun after a big win. Excited for the guys. Excited for the fan base. Uh, just listening to Doug talk about what has or hasn't been done in the, in the past. Uh, clearly just big milestone for us, but we don't want that to be it. We, we want to build on this. Um, when it really came down to it, you know, we turned the ball over a couple of times. Could have been the end of the game for us. The effort level and the conditioning and just our guys' willingness to keep playing and fighting uh, paid off. And, and we were able to win a game that really statistically in some areas, you think back, we're, we're really fortunate to to have gotten a win. Um, you don't you don't have two turnovers like that and, and uh, win games in that kind of environment very often. So really pleased with how the guys overcame it and found ways to make plays when we needed to late. Um, you know, we, we didn't play our best ball. That's the encouraging side of it. You get a big win a, against uh, a power five opponent, but we didn't play our best ball. So there's room for improvement. We need to get better this week. We got a huge challenge in my, my, my opinion. Um, you know, you look, look across college football and four or five team times this weekend, uh, FCS opponents beat, beat the division one schools. And, and this one has a tremendous history anyway, North Dakota, you know, five and two last year. I think they lost to James Madison and North Dakota State. Both great teams beat the breaks off of um, South Dakota State, who just beat Colorado State this weekend. So there's a lot of reasons to be uh, alert and, and awake and aware of uh, of the opponent coming in this week. So I listened to our guys talking about it on the way home on the plane. Already started the process of reminding them that uh, it's about the opponent ahead of you, not the one behind you. And we we need to have a great week of prep, get better, improve in a lot of areas, and and then build on the effort level and the energy level that we played on. I think those are the those are the factors that are going to be the most important. Can we raise the level a, a little bit higher, and can we reduce mistakes? Um, excited about playing in front of our home crowd on a Friday night. I think it's a whiteout if I'm not mistaken. So it should be should be electric, and I expect it to be. And any fans that are watching, man, we we need you. We need you big time uh, this Friday night. Where else would you want to be on Friday night? So uh, looking forward to it. What questions do you have? Hey, Coach. Jake Nelson, Statesman. Um, I think externally <clears throat> kind of the uh, the overall opinion of the team is or the expectation level has grown a little bit after this a win like that. Internally, does anything change whatsoever, or is it just on to the next one? Just on to the next one. Obviously excited about the win. We felt like we could win going in. I told the guys in the locker room I was excited but not surprised. I felt like we had a we had a game plan that that gave us a great chance to win. I think we were being underestimated pretty much by everybody uh, going into the game, especially uh, in the state of Washington, that's for sure. So um, – we felt like that uh, we had prepared very well. We had some key areas that could be difficult for them. And if we if we didn't just shoot ourselves in the foot with a ton of mistakes, that our energy level, conditioning level, the style of play would would give them some trouble. And, and honestly, it, it ultimately did just that. So uh, we weren't surprised, excited, but not surprised. And so in that sense, um, what we expect of us is just improvement and getting better from week one to week two. So that hasn't changed inside our building at all. Coach uh, Al from KVNU, after the game, we never even mentioned the special teams and the punt at the one-yard line, the field goals. That was huge in the game. I mean, Scarborough did get one good return in the game. Can you talk a little about that area? Yeah, you know, we uh, we talked about it a lot internally here uh, about especially early season – 
week one, you see big critical mistakes in special teams typically that a lot of times will lose the game. I don't know that so much the plays that win the game as much as the plays that lose it. And we avoided that. You know, we didn't we had one ball hit the ground on on punt return or kick return that that shouldn't have. We recovered it fine. We kicked field goals effectively. We covered kicks uh fairly well. Thought we were a little bit we were a little bit out of shape on one of them, but survived. Uh, but those areas you mentioned the the punt to the one that, that ended up resulting in a safety huge play momentum swing being able to execute that well you know no no snaps on the grounds no snaps over the head as we saw Boise deal with the other night I mean we 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 played sound solid ball in the special teams phase uh, didn't get the big explosive play that we wanted but we got solid play and, and that's a great first step for us I do think we can be dynamic in that area we weren't necessarily Saturday night, but we were efficient and, and effective uh, in, in that puts you in a position to win. And I think it is a place that we can make some big, big improvements. Uh, we got guys that believe in it. We coach it very hard and detail it. Uh, I, I do believe it'll it'll only get better for us. Coach, I wanted to ask, what's the status on Shaq Vaughn? Is he going to be all right? He's going to be day-to-day. Uh, I mean, he's questionable for the week. There's no doubt. He took a, he took a shot on the knee. Um, did not did not return to play. He did feel better yesterday. Uh, we'll be anxious to see kind of how he responds. I think he's. I think the knee is is structurally going to be fine. The question is how quickly can he get back to full mobility and really being able to run on it and cut on it like you want. So there's a chance he plays this week. There's a you know there, it, it'll be day to day for him. And then you're going to ask. Him. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Sorry, coach. I just want to ask with. The adrenaline of having a season opener like that with the emotion being as much as it was with the team, how do you handle that going into a home opener versus a North Dakota team that not a lot of people know that are really, really good? Well, we know they're really good, and um, it's it's the same thing. It's, it's improvement, daily, weekly improvement, trying to keep our guys focused on, on, on the job at hand. The one in the past does you no good. You, you you can you got to move on from celebration and move on to preparation and uh, you know that's that's going to be the story today. It's going to be all about getting better today. Um, you know everybody has to deal with the same issues on a weekly basis. What everybody's perception of a team is before they come in and, and the reality of the team. I, I just always approach each opponent and I'm going to try to get our kids to do the same. That that every team we play is going to be better than the previous one. They're going to be you're going to get their very best. Um, effort when you do play them, they're going to play their best game. So we got to play our best, and we're we're fully aware of what kind of teams coming in. I, I, I you know, they're they're basically a Division One team in our opinion that that uh, just has a different logo, but they operate at the same level that we do, probably in every area, and they expect to win. And we're going to have to play good ball to beat them. I was just going to ask you after Shaq Bond, was there anybody else that is is hurt for this game, and then. You know, I noticed on the play, uh, Carson Carroll didn't play, and Thompson started at linebacker. Was that true, or is, is, what, what did it happen? Uh, yeah, Doug's shaking his head. I don't even know what you're talking about uh, in terms of – listed on the on – the Who was? Sheet after game, and I didn't even know – Oh, Simon Thompson. Yeah, we had some – we had some jersey – we've had some jersey numbers adjusted due to special teams. And, no, A.J. started at backer, uh, and, and that was not a – that was not a mistake, obviously. Um, Carson Terrell was held out for just um, 
medical reasons. He he should be fine this week. We were very cautious. He was cleared to play physically, but we held him just to be really smart and safe moving forward. Long season. Other than that, bumps and bruises on game day. We were fortunate not to come out of it with anything significant. We didn't lose anybody for the year. Uh, I've seen some of those announcements from a couple of programs, which I'm, I'm we're fortunate to not have to do this week. Uh, everybody should have a very reasonable opportunity to, to get back on the field, even with a short week, and play this week. Shaq's probably the biggest concern. Coach, Jason Turner from the Herald Journal. I just uh, really noticed on social media the support from other coaches. Coach Odom aired Martins uh, just congratulating your team, other teams on campus. Uh, how, how fun has it been to see that kind of camaraderie between other, other, other sports in the university? I love that aspect of, of college ball. It, you know, it I've tried to make it out to every, every other team's games in the offseason that I could. I've had a chance to get to meet and be around a lot of the other coaches. Coach Odom actually went on the trip with us, was on the sideline for the game, uh, came with Coach Hartwell. and uh, Coach Hartwell, I don't know if he'll feel like that one all that much with John. Uh, so I, I, I think in a community this size, it's even more important, you know, that we get, we all, we got to all pull together and really help each other where we can try to help in recruiting, try to make our, our staff and our, uh, facilities available to any of the other staffs that, that are bringing guys through. And we want this to be a big family, not just inside the football building, but, but the university and the campus as well. So I love it. And, and we're going to do the same thing. When we're uh, when we can, we're going to support every other every other program on campus that we possibly can as well. Coach, I want to ask you about Jalen Bannerman. Um, he just really stood out. Talk about his progress and just what he brings to this defense. He's been a surprise for us. Uh, didn't really know what to expect when we got him in the spring. He he had a, a few really, really good days uh, early in spring ball that kind of piqued our interest, and then he got hurt. Missed most of the spring, if you guys remember, so we didn't really get to see a whole lot. And unfortunately, he had a very similar fall camp. Uh, saw flashes of, of a guy that could run and would run to the ball, and then he got hurt again in fall camp and missed most of fall camp. So it's been – it's been kind of touch and go with him. He came back off the injury and had a really good prep going into the game. I agree he did show up. He ran well to the ball. He chased. Uh, he was disruptive. Uh, I, you know, our ends, I thought, played good on both sides. Uh, we, we, for the most part, held our own at, at the point of attack with the exception of a couple of breakdowns. But he was a bright spot, and hopefully he can stay healthy and keep moving forward. I don't know if you all noticed his jersey number changed. Uh, you know, we, that was a – he was wearing a 45 or something number, and he said he looked better in a single digit. I told him he'd look better if he earned it, and he and he really did. His work ethic and his attitude earned him an opportunity to, to get in that jersey, and, and I think he's excited about wearing it. It's a little thing, but it means a lot when you consider that you know he earned that through hard work and, and doing little things right, and, and it's showing up on the field. Coach, uh, they really have a, a- – a, a good running back. He's a big, strong kid. What, what else makes uh, him an elite uh, football player? Uh, you hit it. He's 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 low to the ground, center of gravity, powerful, and they give him the ball a lot. And they're they're dedicated to trying to to run the ball downhill. They they they've got a good O line. Schematically, they're going to make you see a ton of different formations, and and you're going to have to tackle well. So I, I think just low center of gravity, powerful lower body, hard to bring down. And they're they're not afraid to to put their face on you, man. That's a 
it's a physical blue collar football team in a league that all play that way. Uh, they're not going to be intimidated at all when they come in here. They're going to expect to to be successful and win. So it's there's a lot of factors involved, but a physical O line and running back and the way the style of play, just the overall style of play, all are things that we have to we have to match and exceed their physical nature up front, their their energy level, uh, tackle well, be physical. It's, it's going to be a key part of the game. Their quarterback was pretty efficient against Idaho State. Are they just kind of a controlled passing attack? Or, and it looks like he can run a little bit. No, I, I think he's got the ability to hurt you with his with his feet, and he, he connects the dots really well. I mean, you would consider them more of a control style of, of, of game and, and system, but but they have the ability to hurt you. Uh, you know, with the quarterback's feet, and he can obviously make the throws. Got a couple big targets. Uh, not sure. I know they had a couple injuries. It'd be interesting to see if they lose anybody coming into this game. But you know, you cannot just stick your head in there and, and lose sight of the fact that he has the ability to push the ball downfield. And then, as with their defense uh, last year, they forced 15 turnovers in seven games. They had 24 sacks. And they had three turnovers, three interceptions against Idaho State. Uh, why are they so effective at making big plays? They're all exactly where they're supposed to be. They're super. They're super well coached. They, they don't get out of gap. They don't. They don't miss an assignment, and they play with tremendous effort. They get a lot of hats. To me, the keys to turnovers are getting a lot of hats to the ball. When, when you know the first guy maybe kind of disrupts things, the next guy makes the play, and it doesn't matter if the ball is laying on the ground. There's nobody to get it. They always have another hat there. They play with with super high energy. And they play in a great league. You look at the teams that they play on a weekly basis, I mean, there's some really good football being played. So um, they were think, top 15 in the country last year defensively. Uh, you know, they're, they're again, not going to be intimidated. I, I hope our style of play and what we do is, you know, a little bit uncomfortable for them. I'm not sure they see it every day. Hopefully that's a plays in our favor. But but they, they line up the right spot. They play with tremendous energy, and they get a lot of hats to the ball, and that, that's the key for success. Another thing out of the game, Coach. Uh, first half, we thought of. I, I guess with the offensive line, we thought of the uh, you know the illegal procedures and the false starts or whatever. But the second half, you came right out and ran the ball and went at him a little bit more. And it seemed like the running game was better. How did the offensive line play? And of course, put the running backs in on that too, as far as the running game. Well, we to rush for over 200 yards against that group uh, against you know especially veteran group. A lot of guys play a lot of downs for Washington State defensively. Uh, we expected it to be a little tough early. Uh, we just wanted to be patient with the run game. It obviously got better and better as the game went on, uh, and I think that plays into our style of play and the way we prepare uh, physically in the offseason. It, it it showed up in the fourth quarter in a big way. We were fresh. We still had kind of juice in our tank, and, and it felt like they were they were kind of falling apart a little bit. And holes got bigger. The runs got better, and we were able to run the ball in some key areas. Third and six, run the ball for a first. That's not a given. Uh, especially against that front, you know, run the ball in from the four or five yard line and the goal line. Those are typically really tough, hard yards. So I was really pleased with the old line. We didn't give up a sack. Got it got scary back there a couple of times, but didn't give up a sack and rushed for over two hundred against a Pac-12 opponent. Those are those are all good numbers, and we use a lot of different running backs, like we talked about by committee. I thought Calvin had a really good game, but you saw key plays from a lot of different guys, and that's probably going to be the formula moving forward. Coach, I'll ask you about the quarterback situation really quick. It took forever, guys. What have y'all been waiting on? <laughs> I mean, I appreciate y'all's patience waiting until, I don't know, question seven or eight, but I, I thought that'd go in the top three for sure. What do you got? 
is it going to be a dual quarterback system again on Saturday, or is all of that still up in the air? Still up in the air. Uh, still evaluating it. Both did did really good things. Both made some boneheaded mistakes that could have hurt us. Uh, we were we were hard on them both. Uh, still conversation of that, uh, but uh, we're not sure when we'll make that final decision. We are moving towards one. There's no doubt, and, and this is not something we're going to continue all year. But uh, this this week could very could very well see a similar rotation. Uh, just want to be very thorough in the process before we make a final decision. Calvin, Jason Turner from the Herald Journal. And it really was a total team effort those last three possessions of the game, two offensively and then the one three and out defensively. Um, how big of a deal is it when uh, you don't have to rely on one player, two players, and you're able to get that many contributors in a crucial situation? Things like that. I mean, uh, we work every day at that. I mean, that's that's our offense right there, and just uh, having them type of weapons. That's 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 what you need. I mean, that's a blessing to have that many weapons on the field at one time, and I think that's why we execute so well. Calvin Jacob Nielsen, Utah Statesman. Um, a big play that might be overlooked by the touchdown, but that fourth and three there on the other side of the field, and yeah. then Bonner goes to you. What's going through your head on that play? And how big was that for you guys? So, so went through my head. So, what went through my head was like, cause right before that, I had slipped and it would have easily been a first down. So, I'm like, man, this is like crucial time. But it was no panic, cause I mean, we built for this. It was two minutes. That's that's how we operate. We operate fast. So, once coach called Boogie called to play, um, I knew it was time for me to execute, and I knew my coach trusted me to get that job done, cause the play is really designed for me, like basically the same thing we just ran before uh, the play before. So. Once I got that done, it was just by seeing the ball in and getting the first down, getting out of bounds, knowing that uh, the time time wasn't on our hand. But I knew he was going to execute, and I knew Logan was going to trust me enough to get that ball to me. I'm an Al Lewis, KB, and you. The coach, uh, they seemed to make an effort right at the start of the second half to come out and run the ball, be more physical in the second half, and even in the first half. Did you feel that? Did they talk about that? And then just – Express a little bit about what it meant to you to beat a Pac-12 team. You've been at Oregon State. Uh, you've played maybe against these guys. And how you were versatile besides running and catching the ball like you were? Uh, most definitely. Uh, we didn't really talk about it, but we knew, like like Coach Anderson said, like we knew second half, second half was going to be ours because we were going to prepare. We was going to wear them guys down. We were just going to dominate the second half because we knew first half was going to be jitters. And um, we're going to see like things probably can go up and down, but we knew second half was going to be ours. And so as far as running the ball, that's what that's what we do every day. As far as making plays and each of the running backs, that's what we, we complement each other well. And I think we get the job done right uh, nice. But as far as like being a Pac-12 team, I'd never be Washington State my four years at Oregon State. I never beat them. The last time I was in that stadium, it was like a horrible feeling for me because uh, we were supposed to go bowling that year. And we lost the game with a minute left. On a fourth and one, we didn't convert and they went downfield and scored. And I just remember them like throwing like bowling balls at us like they was going bowling. So that was the last like that's like the last thing that happened happened to me on that field. So it felt great when we got the dub. And man, it was it, I was I was emotional. I don't know if anybody so I was very emotional after the game because I don't know, man. It, it was just a blessing to get that dub. Kelvin, talk about that a little bit more. Just for you to now be a starting running back essentially at a big time program and you ran for 84 yards and got all these carries. How fun is that for you just to be able to be the man? 
Uh, yeah, uh, first thing for I gotta thank the good Lord because uh, without him, I wouldn't be in none of this. Like as far as transferring, just trusting that whole transfer portal, and then getting that call from Coach Chucky down. So I just gotta thank the good Lord. And as far as like having a day I had Saturday, I'm. I think it was a very average day for me. I could have did better if I would have hydrated a lot more. I was cramping like the first play of the game. So, but um, I got to thank the big mans up front and the wide receiver core. Them guys was getting it done as far as blocking and uh, doing their assignments and just opening gaps up for us. So I got to thank them big, the big man up front and the wide receiver core and tight ends. I'll ask you one more. Oh, Al, go ahead. Oh, I'm gonna, I was just going to say, Kevin, does the coach even have to remind you that uh, a lot of FCS teams beat uh, Division One teams this week in college football before this game. Oh no, nah. I watch a lot of football. They don't have to remind me. We just know um, we want to go one zero every week, and uh, we gonna have that same uh, mentality. And like what I was saying to the guys this week in my room, that don't forget, like we was a one in six. I wasn't a part of it, but I'm, I'm part of this program now. We was a one in six team last year, so we need to treat every game like we were one in sixteen with our backs against the wall, like we the underdogs, every game. Calvin, it's uh, it was an extremely balanced attack on Saturday, and that's something that Coach Tucker has talked about. Um, how do you like the offense and just being involved in both the passing game and the run game and just kind of that balance? I love the offense because if you look at, like, the NFL today, it's like that all these type of – not as fast as we go, but uh, as far as, like, balancing everything out with, like, run, with the running back. The running back's more – involved in the pass game now than ever. But um, as far as how Coach Tuck uh, run things, it's great. Like, this is the type of system you want to play for, especially as a running back. He going to take care of you. He going to make sure you get carries. He going to make sure you, you get uh, catches. So it was great. Hey, Dominic. Jake Nielsen, Utah Statesman. For me, I think something that stood out the most about the defense on Saturday was just your guys' speed. It just looked so much faster than last year. What do you got to say about that? Um, I feel like Coach Bonda and this new team, new coaches, I felt like we just had a different mentality going into this game. We felt like we we're the underdogs and we just wanted to make big plays and be fast, physical, and tackle the ball. Dominic Al Lewis, PBNU, it looked like defensively in the secondary, you guys contested lots more passes at, at right when they're going to be caught or you're right there. Is this more of a man? play that you are doing or was it just great spots where you all were when the passes were passed? I feel like we had a great game plan and we just made plays when the ball was in the air. Dominique, Jason Turner from the Herald Journal. I've heard uh, both Coach Anderson and the positional coaches just talk about how, how good of a fall camp that, that you've had. Uh, how much does it mean to you to, to the way that you were able to earn the trust of your, your coaching staff and go out there and, uh, you know, you know, perform the way you did on Saturday? I feel like I earned my coach's trust by just showing that I understand the game and just playing with a different type of mentality. Um, I was on the team last year that went one and five, and I kind of left off with a bad taste in my mouth. And I just want to come in and prove to the coaches that I am a top player and that I am versatile to this defense. Now, Dominic, you got a chance to play young when you came to Utah State, and it wasn't always easy. There were some plays out there that were obvious that maybe wasn't right. Talk about the evolution of you as a player and what you've had to do and what how you have gotten better from the start and where you're at. 
I feel like each play has taught me a lesson and I go through my plays and watch film very often. So I feel like watching those plays and seeing what I messed up on and correcting those mistakes. I feel like we touched on that with um, the coaches a lot and for camp and just making those plays and not making the same mistakes. You know, it's something that Coach Vonda had talked about a lot in the summer is how this defense is going to bring a lot of different looks, a lot of man covers and a lot of blitz packages and stuff. And it looked like you were involved on that. You were able to rush the quarterback a few times and stuff while being in the backfield. So for you, is it difficult to prepare with all these different looks and stuff, or does it just bring excitement to the game? Um, it brings excitement to me. Um, I don't get the blitz like that, but when I do, I'm for sure coming. And I feel like the different stunts and different calls that Coach Bonda brings to the table is just excelling to our game and just adding to each player's value. Dominic, you've been in the stadium when uh, we had bigger crowds since you've been here. And now last year, how and how excited do you think everybody is for Friday night? I think everybody is very excited. I think the Mav is going to be rocking, and we're going to give you guys a show. Ask Calvin the same thing. Uh, any concern in the team that the coach, I mean, the coach is probably going to bring it up that some of these FCS teams beat Division One teams, and you just beat the Pac-12 team. Any worry about any kind of feeling like, okay, this is a lesser opponent? Um, with Coach Blake Anderson, we go over one degree better every day, and every game we want to be one degree better. So we just – I understand that um, a lot of SCS teams are taking down these top opponent teams, and we're just looking at it as we're still the underdog and we still have something to prove this season.